welcome to the new series of the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. This podcast is for everyone who is ready to do some of the inner work for a healthier and more positive lifestyle. I'll be delving into the topics that we need to talk about more, including our health, our mindset, and living with purpose and passion. I'll be speaking to guests that will leave you feeling inspired to find out what is possible in your life if you gave yourself the opportunity to find out. This isn't the place for chit-chat, gossip, or endless science. It's for real women with real problems that want more from life. Sound good to you? Let's move on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode and I want to share with you how to use stress to your advantage. So I'm going to bring to the table today um, a bit of my own experience in this, that the more I have worked on myself and continue to do so, the better I am at managing my stress and more importantly, my response to stress. Literally, this has improved my life no end, kind of this focus on stress. So being able to identify, you know, really specifically pinpoint what stresses me out and then being able to use tools to help me manage it has literally been, it's been such a change. It's like gave me a sense of control that's just enabled me to do so much more than I actually thought I was capable of. You know, like literally I wouldn't be sitting here today recording this podcast if I hadn't learned how to use stress levels to my advantage. So I think the biggest turning point for me and the aha moment was learning that I didn't and shouldn't shouldn't have been in a high state of stress, that fight or flight response, the majority of my time. (laughs) And when I say that out loud, I'm like, it's so obvious. But when you're living in it, when you are going from one stressful thing to the other and not allowing yourself to kind of process it, it just becomes the normal. And so I, I was living in this high sense of high state of stress as if it was normal. And I know that other people are gonna relate to that as well. But when that aha moment happened and it was like, I don't have to, and I really shouldn't be living this way, it really helped me question, you know, what I was doing and why, and really helped me consider how I was going to minimize this stress response, you know, this fight or flight stress response. And I needed to kind of think about or learn what it feels like to not live that way. Because that's another thing I didn't, because it felt so normal when I wasn't experiencing it, it kind of felt uncomfortable. And I'm like, I remember thinking like, oh, I should be doing something. I don't feel right. I feel like I've got something I need to be doing. It felt wrong almost to not be stressed. Oh, but now I'm looking at it, thinking about it out loud. I'm literally like, wow, that was, that was um, such a great time to be able to make a shift because I know now I'm going through so much more stress. <laughs> than I have ever have before and I'm managing it so much better like so much better um I do feel more in control um so I want to use this episode to help you with this just to get started on it and to really see that you know there's it's not all lost if you are feeling super stressed out all the time honestly I can tell you you can change it doesn't have to be that way 
And um, it's not about taking huge leaps and shifts in your life. It, it can be done in much smaller ways, which is uh, going to make such a big difference. So what I did was I started to think about some questions as to, you know, what I was doing, why was I doing it? And how could I minimize the stress triggers and also my response to those triggers? Um, so again, it's like focusing in on things that were within my control. So some of the things that I can list, literally, <laughs> as soon as I started writing this, I was like, I can just list loads. But things that were causing more stress for me that I had control over, but it, I wasn't really recognizing it at the time until I did this exercise was basically... I needed to reduce the pressure I was putting on myself, the need to be perfect, needed to stop, you know, learning to say no had to happen and not feeling bad about it, you know, that guilt that we can feel around saying no. So boundaries, I needed to learn, you know, where did the boundaries need to be put in place? Focusing on my strengths rather than just constantly working on things. I just always felt a challenge that were always hard to do. I didn't enjoy them and they were hard and I never really got any better at them. There were a lot of those things that I felt like I had to do. I think I wasn't a quitter. And so I always pushed through, but it was actually really having um, a big, you know, trigger for my stress. So I had to learn to let stuff go and then just focus in on what I was actually good at. And that made me feel so much better. Um, and then accepting that I'd made some mistakes, some bad decisions, and that I needed to change things up. That was something as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, the things that we all hear about when it comes to self-care, spending time outdoors for me was such a shift in my lifestyle. And I just instantly felt the reward. So, you know, making time for my well-being, doing exercise, making sure I wasn't drinking too much, making sure that I wasn't drinking too much coffee. Um, and also the one that I've worked on and that I constantly work on is working on my mindset and really focusing on becoming an optimist rather than a pessimist. You know, I think most of us sway to more of that pessimistic side unless we consciously make a choice to be more optimistic. So for me, they were like the, some of the key things that made such a difference in my life when it comes to stress. Um, so I want to share a little story to help you visualize the different zones of stress because we need to understand those to be, a, to be able to then use stress to our advantage, okay? So I'm gonna do a visualization around being in the mountains, okay? So I spend a lot of time in nature and especially the mountains and on the trails. And this honestly helps me be a better person. So this story is about visualizing these three zones of stress. So we've got a green zone, which is rest and digest. Orange zone, which is feeling alert and like looking out for a potential danger. And then we've got the red zone. So fight or flight, we're in danger. We need to kind of save our lives. So if you can imagine walking or even running along like a steady trail um, at the bottom of the mountain. So you're like feeling fresh, you're enjoying the surroundings of like the trees, the colored rocks, wild flowers, and there's no noise. The pure silence is like my favorite bit of being out in nature, especially out in the mountains. 
Um, your body is in the green zone. So if you think about that, the green zone is green zone is that you're feeling relaxed. There's no dramas. You're stress free, and you're literally enjoying the moment. Then you start to head up the mountain onto a narrower trail that traverses like the mountain's edge. So you've got the breeze of the cooler air, your breath is like slightly faster as you go up the incline and and you're feeling more alert, you know, you're on a mountain edge. So you're checking your footing as you walk or you run, but you feel excited, you know, the adrenaline's pumping, you're pushing yourself. And you, you but at the same time you're you're keeping an eye out for those like loose rocks, maybe slowing down to step over boulders or make a climb up. And that's you in that orange zone. Yeah. So you're you're feeling good. You're feeling like you're performing well. You're pushing yourself. And then all of a sudden you trip over. Hands out in front of you and you're like grabbing anything you can to stay onto the trail and not fall down the cliff edge. Like your heart is pounding. You feel short of breath, maybe even teary and you can't move. You know, you are in fight or flight mode. You're in the red zone. Now, your response was needed to manage that situation, to not, to, to fight, sorry, and to like not fall down the cliff. So everything happened as it should have. You know, you survived, you didn't die. And now it's time to like dust yourself off and you continue to walk or walk up that mountain with that sense of like alertness um, and you enjoy the trail and you get all the way to the top and you take that big deep breath and look at the view and think, wow, life is great. So you see here that when we go into that green zone, this is our state of peace, calm. It's our safe zone. Nothing much changes here. This is where we want to spend most of our time. It's how we rest and recover from our day's um, experiences. And it helps us prepare to then take on the next day. You know, then we want to experience that orange zone, you know, that stretch zone, the alertness during the day. So we can push ourselves to accomplish our goals, try new things, get stuff done. But we always want to bring ourselves back down to that green zone so we can take more on that next day. Now, the red zone, the one where you're like hanging on a cliff's edge, is for emergencies. This is the times when we need to act fast without thinking to save our lives. It's like intense and it's short-lived. So the thing is, when I talk to clients about stress, what I often hear is that they are experiencing that same intense level of stress repeated during the day. And then they wonder why they, they can't sleep at night or they have no motivation to look after themselves. It's because they're living in survival mode. And that's what I was living in as well. So we're living in that survival mode, that state of fight or flight, even though our life is not in danger. And it's this type of stress that when it is long lived, it really does cause a serious physical, mental and emotional damage. So it's when we're living in that state, that flight or fight mode, this is where we experience more worry, anxiety, concern, we'll get irritable, our productivity levels plummet, we can't concentrate, we can't focus. And so you see the negative impact that will snowball on your life. And so it's recognizing that there, that you, if you're in that state, you really do need to take action to make some change. Okay, so like I said, all is not lost. 
anyone can learn to approach their stress in better and more helpful ways. And so I always think the first step is to accept that you need to look at how you're doing things and how you might need to do them differently. And maybe that some things need to change. So we need to have an ownership over it, don't we? An ownership over, I accept that this is the situation I'm in. And we cannot do blaming. We're not going to throw it out there to somebody else. We're not going to put it on work. We're not going to put it on the people in the office or our family. Literally, we've got to kind of say, I'm experiencing this stress. I'm triggered all the time. I need to look at what's within my control so I can really change this and and start to feel better. Okay, so the starting point is, is identifying, you know, what are your stress triggers and then how you manage that stress for each trigger. So for example, are you triggered by last minute deadlines put on you? Does that make you instantly feel like you can't you can't actually do the work because it's like, whoa, I'm, I'm too stressed to even do this now? Or maybe being asked to join a meeting with no agenda. Do you go into panic mode? You know, oh, if, if I've been called into this meeting and I've got no reason why, am I getting the sack? You know, do you instantly go into panic, fight or flight mode? Perhaps being asked to present in front of your colleagues that fills you with panic and dread and you can't even open the PowerPoint slides to start writing things down, you know, from something smaller, like just opening your emails. Does that put you in a kind of spiral of panic? Or maybe the thought of saying no to someone. And it could be your boss, but it could be someone in your family. You know, just that act of saying no could be a trigger. So like that first point is get to know yourself and get to know your stress triggers. And to do that, write it down. Just start writing down during the day things that come up for you. It's the most simplest way to do it. And we want to keep things simple. You know, you're already stressed out, <laughs> perhaps. Keep it simple and just start to be more aware. Self-awareness is like the best thing that you can do when you're kind of trying to create positive change in your lifestyle. And so the more that you can gather the data, okay, so you start writing it all down, it's easier for you to then start taking some action that's within your control. Okay, so... I would, that's where I would start. Um, so what are your triggers that get you into that red zone? And then how do you recover from it is where we want to focus first, because that's the danger zone, isn't it? We don't want to be living in that all the time, because if we do, we've got to look at, well, how are we behaving? And like I mentioned, this is where we're going to feel more anxiety, worry, probably going to make bad decisions, be more irritable and shout at people. And it's usually the people you don't want to shout at. Your performance will drop, okay? Your productivity levels always decrease when you need it the most, (laughs) you know? So if this is relating, these are the type of things you want to start writing down. So you're like, if you're sat at work and you're staring at the screen and you're like, I can't focus or do anything. I feel like I can't function. You've got to ask yourself, where was I triggered? Where did that stress trigger start? because this is now how I'm feeling and this is my reaction to it, okay? So it's kind of like, uh, what do they call that? Reverse engineering, where you could maybe look back over what's happened over the last half an hour, hour or longer. You know, you could really kind of do it that way. 
it, it could be something like you're um, really beating yourself up over something. You know, you're really going into a negative, self-critical rabbit hole of how bad you are. And it's like, well, what was the trigger for that stress? What was the trigger for that? And was that related to a stress response? Okay, so, you know, really kind of get to know yourself here. And then, you know, the most important step is to help yourself. Um, So we really want to bring ourselves back and think, right, I need to look at how I can spend time in the orange zone, you know, the one that helps us push our performance, we feel good, we're excited, um, we take on challenges. How do you bring yourself back to there? And then when do you spend time in that green zone, which is that no drama, stress-free place? So, you know, if you've got things to be doing, say you've got a task to do, or you've got something to work on, you've got to get done, then we have to think, right, well, I need to be in that stretch zone. And um, in order to be able to get to that place, I have to maybe spend some time in the green zone because I've got to rest, digest, recharge myself to be able to get to um, that level of performance. Okay, so, you know, it is going to be a process and it is going to be something that you have to experiment with, you have to explore, you have to try things out you know, it's not like we can just do this overnight. This is me looking back and being able to identify it. And obviously when I have clients, I I see it in them. I see myself in them and then we work through it together. And obviously, you know, if this was 10 years ago, I've got a lot more tools that I can bring up to the table and, and help. So um, yeah, if you can't recognize all straight away, that's your first step. You start to figure it out for yourself, you know, where is it happening? You know, what's going on? Okay, so what you don't want to do when you hit the red zone. So remember when I was saying I lived in this red zone, this fight or flight response repeatedly. And so I was living, trying to live normally or ways in which I thought were fine, but actually they were hindering me during that time. It was making it worse. So the things you don't want to do if you're in that red zone is drink more coffee because this is only going to increase that level of anxiety that you might be feeling. So you might feel you need a coffee hit to get the job done, you know, to get focused. But what you actually need is to calm yourself before you start the task. You need to actually bring yourself back down to that calm state so you can build up into this like orange um, zone of alertness so you can then uh, really perform well. Okay, so that was one that I was doing. (laughs) Um, Distracting yourself by going on social media. That can be um, a tricky one, Um, especially doom scrolling. Okay, it's not going to make you feel better. It will increase your stress levels. So if you're already not in a great headspace, then you jump on social media. You know, it's easy to it's easy to see the news, obviously, on there. So you could be uh, doom scrolling in that way and just thinking like, I am in more danger because the the world is in danger. You know, there's so much bad stuff going on in the world. It feeds into our own sense of danger. Remember, when it's fight or flight, it's survival mode. So it's only going to heighten it, isn't it, that you are in danger. So what we want to do is avoid that. And then also, you don't want to be comparing yourself to other people who look like they have it all together. Because again, it's going to give you this sense of you're not safe. 
you're doing things wrong, you need to, you know, stay high alert so you can get it right. So you need to stop doing that as well. So I would just say don't go on Instagram or uh, Facebook or anything like that when you're in that state. You're better off doing some of the more mindfulness exercises that I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, another one that which I did guilty of, push through it until the next breaking point. <laughs> so it's like, just keep going. Um, I think I bring this up quite a lot these days. It's like when you're British, there's that phrase, you know, um, keep calm and carry on. But the way it's said is like, keep calm and carry on. And you're like, whoa, I'm so stressed out when I'm trying to carry and pretending to be calm. Now, there's a time and a place, but it's not in your everyday kind of living at work or, your, you know, just your life. It's that's not what it was meant for. Um, so we need to stop that um, pushing through until breaking point. Um, because you don't have to get to that point. So, you know, if you're someone who is welling up looking at your computer screen or you're shouting at anyone asks you to do anything or says a little comment, then you're trying to push through it and it's time to kind of stop and think, oh, I need to, I need to bring myself out of this fight or flight mode and remind myself that my body, that I am safe, I am okay. And then restart, reset. So what to do? Again, this is where you will have to experiment because it's different for everybody. Um, And before you say, I don't have time, you do. Everyone does have time, but you have to make it a non-negotiable if you are wanting to have a healthier, like better way of experiencing your time on this planet. And I'm pretty sure you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. (laughs) So we start by learning ways to help you feel calmer. And what that's doing is telling your body, your mind, that you are safe and that you're not going to die. That's where we're at with this, okay? Um, So this could be just going out for a walk, you know, bigger picture. Just go out for a walk and it takes you away from the, the situation that's maybe triggering for you. Learning a handful of breathing exercises could be really helpful. It definitely helped me. Um, And there's different breathing exercises for different things. So I would definitely experiment with a a range of them. And then you can use the ones that work for you best in the moment. I always had to do a breathing exercise before going into the headmaster's office when I was a teacher. So even if it was going to be a just a chat nothing serious nothing bad the shaky voice I would get in that office was ridiculous so this is one of the ways I minimized my stress response you know two situations and one one of them was I always had to do the breathing exercise and not have my coffee beforehand I had to have it as a treat afterwards (laughs) Um, and it made such a difference. You know, it's the small thing sometimes that can, can really help. Um, using mantras and affirmations to bring you back to the present moment can help you keep perspective, you know, that you're not going to die. Remember that the flight or fight response is uh, survival mode. So you need to tell or prove to yourself that you're going to be okay. You're going to get through this. Mindfulness exercises to help focus the mind. Um, Again, so it's like meditation, um, maybe making a mindful cup of tea, 
going out for a mindful walk, writing gratitude lists. Like again, it's just bringing you into that safe space that you're going to be okay. And, uh, you know, there are, these are the things that you can kind of do in the moment to help you. But ultimately, you want to be able to strengthen this ability to be able to bring yourself out of this flight or fight mode and manage your triggers in healthier ways. So this could be looking at your entire lifestyle, you know, your well-being, your lifestyle, um, and what you do into close stress cycles. So exercise is the number one for this, but there are other ways, you know, and it's making sure that you're making time to do it. So having maybe and spending time with friends and family that you enjoy being with is a great way to help minimize or reduce stress and help you close stress cycles so you're more recharged for the next day. Um, Being with like-minded people just to share interests and hobbies with, have a laugh, really important. Sometimes when we're living in that high stress state, we forget to have a laugh. So making time for that. Finding a bigger cause or purpose in life can make a big difference. Perhaps looking at your future goals will help. Um, Having a goal to work towards that excites you and it helps you create a sense of autonomy, that brings you to that orange zone, that like high performance zone, something that excites you. So that would be a great place to be as well. So these are all the things that can kind of make a bigger impact in the long run. So to recap, you know, stress is healthy. It's good for us. We need it to perform at our best. So you know, like in my story of going up the mountain, it's all needed, isn't it? It's there to help us um, stay alive. So however, we need to have the toolkit to manage it in this modern world. You know, we need to get out of fight or flight when it's not appropriate, you know, such as in the office where you are not going to die and to keep that perspective that you are safe um, and to leverage that stress response. So we want to You know, we want to use that adrenaline and that excitement, that increased focus and productivity to to do good in the world. You know, use it in a good way, whether it's your own goals, whether it's doing something for your, you know, something for yourself, whether it's time with other people, hobbies, interests, you know, you want to you want to use that. And then you want to allow time or the rest of the time to be in rest and digest. So you have to plan in time where there is no drama, that it's stress-free, it's easy, and you can just have that downtime to prepare you for the rest of your kind of the rest of your day or your week or your month or your year ahead. So I hope this has been helpful. I would love to hear your insights, ways in which you manage your stress or help you remind yourself that you're safe. And um, yeah, if you think someone else would find this episode beneficial or helpful, please send it on to them. I would really appreciate it and always appreciate the fact that you have let me talk to you for half an hour today. So thank you. And I'll be back again next week. <laughs>